Welcome to That Nam's Podcast, a podcast produced by the New Anglican Missionary Society for those that have a heart for or are interested in church planning, discipleship, and world missions. On this episode, Servant General John Schuler unpacks the three stages and seven steps of the cycle of discipleship by discussing step one, which is welcomed. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to that NAMS podcast. My name is John Schuler, and I'm glad to have you here for podcast number 16. Last week, we began to dip into the process by which a man goes from being an outsider to the things of God in Christ Jesus to being a made disciple. And I've tried to make it very, very clear um, that there is a process and that the process has stages that I think are recognizable. Uh, a first stage where a man is welcomed into the community of someone who loves the Lord Jesus with all his heart and who understands the disciple-making process, that it's a relational process. It's a relationship between people who grow to be deeply bonded in friendship in Christ. It's actually an eternal relationship. If you begin to disciple a man and form a bond with him that leads him to become a follower of Jesus Christ, you have made an eternal friendship. And we we call that in NAMS, and I've called that for years, even before there was a NAMS, the cycle of discipleship. And I want to return to it and dig into it because we can't catch men if we don't understand that process. We have to have, in our understanding, a natural way that we live in to the reality of walking with another man until that man becomes a true follower of Jesus and has learned to be a man who can walk with another man who will become a true follower of Jesus. That's what it means to make a disciple. It doesn't mean I teach them and teach them and teach them and teach them and teach them. It means that they become such a committed follower of Jesus in such a natural way that's right for them that they are helping other men to follow Christ in the same way. One disciple helps to make another disciple who helps to make another disciple who helps to make another disciple. It's a work of the Holy Spirit, but as in all things, as St. Augustine said years ago, without us, God will not, and without God, we cannot. So it's a mutual work. It's a work of the Holy Spirit through a believer, but it takes intentionality, and, and that intentionality has to begin with a willingness to welcome another man into your life who you know does not know the Lord. Let me give you a couple of examples of the sort of events that occur in a normal life. And they are opportunities. That doesn't mean every opportunity becomes a bond between you as a disciple maker and another man as a disciple lear discipling learner. But let me just give you a couple of examples of the things that happen in life. All right. I'm in England. I'm making this podcast without my normal uh, environment without my normal microphone. I hope it won't be such bad quality that you're sorry I made it. But I was on a train. I'm in England, and I was on a train from the West Country where I'd been vi visiting Bishop Joseph, and I was traveling to Nottinghamshire. And when the cart came through my train carriage selling coffee and tea and biscuits, the moment I asked for a cup of tea and a biscuit, the man knew I was an American. And he asked me, are you from Texas? 
Well, I said, no, I'm not from Texas. My wife is from Texas. And he said, oh, I love Texas. And immediately he started talking to me. He started talking to me about Texas. He started talking to me about Elon Musk and SpaceX. And it was immediately obvious to me that if I was in an environment with that man where I would be able to see him in another day or another day or two, I could immediately start a relationship with him. All I would have had to do is say, hey, could we get together for a cup of coffee or a cup of tea? Let, let's talk about Elon Musk. Let's talk about SpaceX. Let's talk about Texas. Because he was eager to form a friendship or a relationship, perhaps I should say, with me about something he was passionate about. That's the kind of moment that happens in life where if we are open and responsive to the Spirit's prompting, we may have the opportunity to begin to fish for that man. But it begins by my willingness to have him in my life. It would begin by my willingness to say, could we get together tomorrow? I'd really love to talk about that. It, it means that I have to be open to the possibility of another human being bringing their life into relationship with mine, with my desire being to not only make a new friendship, but over time, by God's grace, to help that man come to know the living Christ. That's what welcoming is all about. Later, um, actually earlier, while I was in the West Country with Bishop Joseph, Bishop Joseph and his family took me to a barbecue in a backyard after a baptism in the church that Sunday morning. And it was very, very shortly after arriving there that I struck up a relationship or a conversational relationship with a man who was very, very interested in the possibility of being a missionary servant of Christ in the United States of America. I'm in Devon, England, on the second day of my time here, and I'm meeting a man who wants to talk about the possibility of being a missionary in America. I could either welcome that man into my, my life or not. Now, I was only there for one more day, and so it was not going to be something that I could do but again, that's the sort of moment that will happen to a believer who is understanding the pattern by which men and women become disciples of Jesus. They become disciples of Jesus because somebody cares about them enough to bring them into their life, some part of their life, in order that they will begin to form a friendship with someone who loves the Lord Jesus Christ. The welcoming phase, the, or the welcoming step, if I could call it that, of stage one. Stage one, remember, being welcomed, gospeled, converted. The first step is way ahead of the actual moment in which someone may come to be converted, a believer in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. But we have to be the welcomers. We have to be open by disposition to that moment. My very favorite place in all the scriptures to illuminate this is the first chapter of John's gospel. Beginning at the 35th verse, 
in the English Standard Version, uh, the, the little heading that's inserted in the text, which is not a sacred insert, but a helpful insert, it says it's Jesus calls the first disciples. I would scratch out the and say Jesus calls his first disciples, okay? And he is pointed out to Andrew and John by John the Baptist. John the Baptist tells two of his disciples as he sees Jesus that that is the Messiah. That is the Lamb of God. That's the one I've been telling you about. That's the one I've been teaching you about. So the rabbi points out to those two, that's the one you should pay attention to. And they go to Jesus and speak to Jesus, and, and Jesus invites them in. Come and see. Come and see where I'm staying. Now, if you've read that scripture carefully, you know, like I do, that John's memory is that it was three o'clock in the afternoon. And what that suggests to me, the scripture doesn't explicitly state it, but what that suggests to me is the next 10 hours or eight hours or seven hours of that day, they spent that time with Jesus. Immediately, the next day, Andrew goes to find his brother, invites his brother to come along. Let's learn together from what this man has to share. Let's get to know what he stands for. Let's get to know if John the Baptist is right. So Andrew reaches out to Philip. Excuse me, Andrew reaches out to Peter. And then the scripture tells us, and John remembers, that Jesus went and found Philip. Jesus specifically targeted Philip and invited Philip to come and be a disciple. And Philip, in his excitement, then goes and, and speaks to his friend Nathaniel. So what we see in the space of a couple days is Jesus forming a band of disciples, five men who are going to begin to learn from him to follow in the way that only God can show them. This is the welcome phase. Stop and think about those five disciples. Those men are going to be with Jesus for several years. They are going to learn from Jesus. They are going to watch Jesus. They are going to be puzzled by Jesus. They are going to be re rebuked by Jesus. They are going to be guided by Jesus. They're in the welcoming stage that leads into the learning of the gospel during that stage. I call it gospel. I love to put it in the past tense. A made disciple has been welcomed, gospeled, converted, nurtured, equipped, assigned and deployed to the work that God has for him, and has learned to multiply, to be multiplied. This picture of Jesus and his first five disciples is a beautiful example of that. I don't think I know 10 active ministry leaders who are making that kind of time for young men, are making that kind of time for young men that don't know the Lord, or are, are on constant alert, are prayerfully alert 
for those whom God may be bringing into their lives that they are to disciple. If a man is not disposed to this welcome, if a man is not disposed to this invitation, if a man does not understand the process by which a man goes from being welcomed into the life of a disciple to becoming a disciple-making disciple, the life of the church suffers and declines. Ponder this, brothers. Pray on this. This is step one of seven steps in a process that brings a man to be a completely committed follower of Jesus, helping other men. It's your call and it's mine. Well, thanks for joining us today. It's been always fun to be with you. I'll look forward to seeing you next week. God bless. If you enjoyed this week's episode of That Nam's Podcast, please rate, comment, and subscribe on whichever podcast platform you are using. Also, if you would like to get in touch with us or want to learn more about NAMS and our mission, please visit us on our website at namsnetwork.com. Thanks for joining us, and God bless.